Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Hey guys, this is Kathleen Carnally, and today we're going to be talking about healthy communication. In James chapter 1, verses 19 through 21, it's going to help show us what that looks like. So go grab your Bible, a pencil, a notebook. I get my uke, and I'll open us up with song. For he has shown every man what is good and his right plan. What the Lord does require, let this be our desire to do justly, to love mercy. To walk humbly with our God To do justly To love mercy To walk humbly with our God Help us, Lord, to do justly, to love mercy, and especially to walk humbly. Because we know that when we walk in that humility, in that meekness, you give us the grace that we can do all things through you who strengthens us. Fill us with your word this morning. We give you all the glory and praise forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So read with me in James chapter 1, starting in verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So who is James talking to? Well, we have great context here because he says, my beloved brethren. And then he goes on to say, let every man. So this wisdom he is about to give, it applies to all of us. We all need to know how to communicate well. And what's the first thing he says to do? He says, be swift to hear. Another way to put that is be quick to listen. This takes discipline on our part to really be able to pause like that. Remember, the Bible says that love is patient and kind. And God's love inside of us, God's love for Him and God's love for others will help empower us to be able to do that. We want to fine-tune this hearing. Because honestly, if we're having a hard time listening to others whom we can see, how much harder is it going to be for us to listen to God whom we can't see? It truly takes being still, settling down our own mind, not trying to hear what we want to hear or what we think they're going to say, but in patience and love. Listen. Humility is a key factor in all of this, which brings us to the second part of healthy communication, being slow to speak. How often, instead of listening, does our mind just wander? Or maybe we are listening, but we just have that urge to want to talk back right away or interrupt or talk over. It really goes back to when we were kids. Did your parents ever say, don't talk back to me? I'm sure all of us have been there. You know, sometimes it's a sign of our own immaturity when we're unable to hold our tongues. It's always better for us and the person we're talking to when we're slow to speak. It also gives us more time to think and to process so that what comes out of our mouth is edifying and something that we don't regret later. If we can keep good control of this tongue, then we can have our life much better as well. Proverbs 13 verse 3 says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, 
but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. If you've ever been in an argument or a fight, you know how destructive your mouth can be. And it's important to remind ourselves the power that our words have. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Bitterness and anger can really cause our mouths to say stuff that we ought not to say. When we're slow to speak, it gives us that time to evaluate what's going on inside of us before we let darts fly out. Have you ever spoken too soon? Not even getting a chance to hear the whole story. I think we've all done that before. Well, Proverbs 18 verse 13 says, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. So speaking too soon can really turn around and bite us. Proverbs 29 11 says, A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Not only are we able to process things better when we don't speak too quickly, but also the Bible tells us that we're more likely to be of a good spirit because we've gained more knowledge and more context. Proverbs 17, 27 says, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. So you'll be in a much better place to respond and communicate well. We've got to remember that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And just like the reins of a bridle lead a horse when the bit is in its mouth, we can lead a whole conversation with our mouths as well and the things that we speak. Are we going to lead toward peace and try to be peacemakers or the opposite? Which brings us to our next point of healthy communication, which is to be slow to wrath. Proverbs 14, 29 says, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. Proverbs 16, 32 says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. I first want to say there is a place for anger. It's okay to be angry. There are certain things we should be angry about. But what we don't want is to be quick to go there, to exercise our wrath on others. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. God doesn't want us pouring our wrath out on people. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. When we lose control and fly off the handle, good communication goes out the back door and we respond out of emotion. And many times out of that, we can say things that we shouldn't have, which causes things to escalate even further. Wrath out of control is very dangerous and it can really hurt people, including ourselves. Ecclesiastes 7.9 says, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Don't be hasty to get there. And then Proverbs 14.17 tells us, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. So again, all these verses that we keep looking at is reminding us that it's all about not getting there quickly, not getting there soon. Because like we all know, when we go from here to here way too fast, it's all emotion and our brain hasn't even had a chance to catch up. Our flesh just takes over and takes control. And like it says, we end up saying or doing foolish things. So being slow to anger or slow to wrath is so key because hopefully we'll never get to that explosive point. 
You know, explosions happen when pressure is released quickly, but when it's released slowly, it can be kept under control. So may we truly take to heart what God's word is showing us. Proverbs 15 verse 18 says that a wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Sometimes we got to take a deep breath in and let it out. Slow things down. And remember that our mouths are leading the conversation. And like harsh words stir up anger and cause more pressure, a soft answer will help to turn away wrath. Sometimes we don't want to cool our anger down because we can feel like it's the only way we're going to be heard or understood or our anger feels justified. And maybe it is. But James chapter 1, verse 20 tells us, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So the truth is, is that our wrath isn't going to make things right. It's not going to bring the change that we're looking for. It's not going to make someone else repent. It doesn't help our cause when we give ourselves over to it nor is it the way that God wants us to communicate. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So obviously we don't have peace when there's an argument happening, but we want to follow after that. That's the way we want the conversation to be led. And what else does it tell us to follow after? Holiness. For without it, no man shall see the Lord, it says. And guys, that should be our ultimate goal, that we can see the Lord in it all. Where is Jesus in this? His heart in the matter and his spirit in the conversation, because that's what's going to bring the change. And though we can't change others, especially not by our wrath, we can change ourselves. And that starts by, like we said before, listening. And who do we need to listen to? Number one is to God being swift to hear his voice and being obedient to him in this. Which leads us to the next verse in James, which tells us how we ought to be. In verse 21, it says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. So what's this telling us? It says for us not to be living a lifestyle that gets us into trouble and causes conflict. Like we studied before, we are called to be children of light, not hiding things in the dark. And then it says with meekness, receive the engrafted word. Remember we talked about this last week. It's the seed of the word of God planted in us that must grow healthy to produce spiritual fruit in our lives, which like it says here, is able to save your souls. It's that word that brings change. It's that word that we want to come from our mouths. It's that word that brings life by the power of his spirit. And may that be our portion as we communicate. And I have to highlight that it points out for it to be received with meekness. Because guys, meekness is humility lived out. And we know God gives grace to the humble. And we desperately need his grace in our lives. Not only is meekness a spiritual quality that helps us to help others, and may I add, help them effectively, it is necessary for optimum healthy communication. Galatians 6.1 says, Brethren, 
If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. When you see throughout the scriptures, it talk about communication and having to correct someone. It always talks about the spirit of meekness. Such a necessity in good communication. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 2 and 3 say, With all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, and devouring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This should be our goal. Our goal in life. Our goal in relationships. Our goal in how we communicate. This is what's effective. If you want to do a full study on meekness, this powerful fruit of the Spirit, I'll try to attach a link for that. Or you can just look up Kathleen Carnally Meekness Study on YouTube, and we'll go into much more depth of this incredible fruit of the Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 says, In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance, to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Wow, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. In meekness, we communicate. We've got to remind ourselves again that wrath cannot force righteousness. But when we instruct in meekness, it will cause us to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And like it says, it leads to repentance and the acknowledging of the truth. And that should be our greatest goal. May we all have ears to hear and be swift to listen as God pours out his wisdom in our lives. I love you guys. We will pick up right here next week, same time, same place. I'll have my uke and study, and we will tune into God's word together. Be prepared to live like you've never